Welcome back. I am your host, Sarah, and I am so excited to have you with me here today because today I'm going to give you full permission to relax, unwind, and do whatever it is you need to do to release some of that mental load that you've been carrying around. I'm going to bring you lots of peace and perspective today on this Thursday in September, so I can't wait to dive into the meat and potatoes of what we have this morning. But before we get into it, just a couple of things. I want to remind you to join us tonight for the Wildly Creative Women Girls Night in in the Facebook group, 8 o'clock Eastern. I'll be live and we'll be diving into all kinds of profitable blogging strategies, Q&A, and I'll even be revealing what you can do to get some crypto and to start earning serious bang for your buck blogging in Web3. Whoa, it's going to be a heavy hitting night tonight, so I can't wait to see you for that. And I'm also really excited because later this afternoon, I'll be recording one of the most highly anticipated interviews for our show. Our guest, Stephanie, has the most overwhelmingly beautiful story of transformation and triumph over tragedy and a new perspective, I guess you would say, on what it means to be blind and what it is to see. I can't wait to bring this interview to you. But let's dive right into all of the goodness I've got for you today because we're really talking about the surprising link between mental load and creativity. And I'm going to give you some very simple strategies you can start to work into your routine to start reducing that mental load right away. Let's have some fun, sis. You're listening to the Wildly Creative Women podcast, your daily dose of inspiration, creativity prompts, affirmation, rare stories of transformation and triumph you won't hear anywhere else. And yes, even mini audio courses filled with actionable advice from yours truly that you can't get anywhere else in order to help you find your voice and embrace your wildly creative heart as a woman and as a business owner. If you have ever dreamed of scaling your business, build on your creations without sacrificing your personal life or your sanity, you have definitely come to the right place, sister. If you've ever questioned if now is the time to scale up or perhaps even step away from it all, you're definitely in the right place. If you've ever suffered from burnout and you need some place to go for a daily dose of just peace and sisterhood and stories that are just for you, well, yes, you're still in the right place. So grab a snack, something to take notes, hopefully grab a cozy corner where you can just relax and be with us and then get ready because now we're going to scale your passions with Serenity Sister and grow together through the Wildly Creative Women Podcast.
Okay, you're going to love this because right now I'm going to kick things off by giving you that permission I promised right off the bat, all right? So believe it or not, what we're going to be talking about today is how being idle or resting or taking some downtime can actually make you more interesting. Yeah. So there's this recent study, okay, that suggests that mental clutter stifles creativity, no surprise there, while actually unburdening your mind will encourage deep and profound thoughts of originality. Really cool, huh? So there was this team of researchers um, at an Israeli university, and what they wanted to do was look at what happens when your mind is occupied with stray thoughts and nagging concerns, you know, that kind of stuff that keeps you up at night, right? So the subjects of the experiment were tasked with remembering seven digits, okay, and responding slowly. So they gave boring conventional answers on a free association test, basically. On the other hand, subjects that were assigned to only remember two digits were quick to come up with innovative replies. Okay. So that helped to illustrate for these researchers that when we have a handful of things on our mind, it can really impede our ability to come up with creative solutions, ideas, or perspectives because we are spending so much energy holding on to uh, our memory of all these things that we have to do or that are nagging us, right? So that's why the subjects that were given only two digits to remember before answering a bunch of questions were able to come up with a lot more original answers than the people that were asked to remember seven digits, right? So let's talk about what you can do since I know... (laughs) I know it's pretty much impossible for us to be walking around this day and age without any mental fog or block. But um, if, if, you know, if you aren't really suffering from it right now, I'm really thrilled about that. And I actually want to hear from you and I want you to leave us all um, your favorite tips for what you're doing to keep your mind clear during this time so that your creative visions and ideas can flow through freely. But if you are like most of us and you are struggling with some mental load, let's talk about a few different strategies that you will be able to use for reducing your mental load through meditation, as well as a handful of other activities. Okay. So first on our list for strategies that you can implement for reducing your mental load through meditation are, well, to face yourself. That's, again, why we are creating this self-awareness sanctuary within our community, right? So that you can safely face yourself and you can learn to love yourself in a safe way so that you can unlock new channels of creativity, new perspectives, new abilities around problem solving. So you've got to learn how to face yourself. Now, some unconscious thoughts can be disturbing. Remember that bringing them to the surface, though, that is the first step in healing. My darling, the light is in the wound, and the longer you wait to dig it out, the longer you will suffer. 
So if you are looking for a journey, that is the one I recommend to you first and foremost. Once you spot, you know, that baggage that you've been carrying, you can develop more constructive habits and rewrite the manuals that have been holding you back so that they set you up for success. Okay, number two, scan your body. Your body is an excellent guide for how to find your flow, right? So notice what conditions help you to lower your shoulders and unclench your jaw. Practice doing a flow today, any yoga flow, it doesn't really matter. And just notice that. Pay attention and observe which poses and conditions and thoughts as they're going through your head allow you to naturally lower your shoulders and unclench your jaw, okay? Number three, I want to see you focusing on your breath. Simple breath work helps beginners, not to mention advanced practitioners, to become deeply more mindful. Notice the air as it enters your nostrils and travels through your body. Spend as much time exhaling as inhaling and research various different breathing patterns based on results. We're developing all kinds of guided meditations around different breath patterns for you within the Wildly Creative Women Facebook group, um, as well as within your membership. So I can't wait to bring those to you. Make sure if you haven't already, that you subscribe so that you don't miss out on any of that delicious breath work that we are preparing. All right, number four is to develop clarity. Picture your mind as a pool of water. As the ripples settle, you can see under the surface what is going on when you put aside your housework and utility bills. What is going on when you put aside all those petty things that get at you throughout the day? Connect with your aspirations and dreams and spend some time journaling on them. Number five, please count your blessings and spend some time in gratitude. Engaging with the present moment by noticing what you're grateful for makes it so much easier to celebrate the taste of morning coffee or the sound of your children laughing. And I promise it will not only enrich your life on a holistic level, it will bring vibrant new levels of creativity to your practice. And speaking of practice, number six is to practice daily. Work your way up gradually and consistently, but consistency is important. So if you need to start with just five minutes a day to build that habit, go ahead and start with just five minutes a day to build that habit. Even just a few minutes of stillness can truly be beneficial. So let's talk now for a few moments about a few other activities outside of meditation that you can do. The first would be to write things down. I This is, of course, why I'm partially so obsessed with journals and planners and 
um, using Asana or Asana, however you like to say it, the project management software, which I'm also putting together a library of training videos all about that for you as well. <laughs> I just can't stop creating things for you. Uh, but it really, uh, the reason I'm so obsessed with these things is because I have noticed the immense amount of relief and clarity that it brings when you take all these things that are swirling around in your head and you actually get them down. So write things down, put your to-do list right on paper, and then maybe even in the digital format as well, the way that I like to do. So I've got the tangible paper with the stickers and the pretty colors and all that kind of stuff. But then I've also got the digital version that lives in my, all my computers and my phones and tablets and all that good stuff. So I'm never without it, right? And it's always good to have those backup versions uh, so that you can jump back and forth. But if you're anything like me or a lot of my friends and many of my clients, you find it easier to do free thought association or brainstorming and getting all these things down by actually writing them with pen and paper first. So I recommend that you try doing the pen and paper route first and then put everything digital. Okay, enough of that. Uh, number two is to play games. I keep telling you, you need to play more, but it's true. If you find yourself losing track of time when you're planning your next move, um, in words with friends, the way that I might do sometimes. In fact, I actually only let myself have that game on my phone, um, during periods of rest and incubation. Otherwise I'd sit there all day. <laughs> Um, but so if you're anything like me and you find that you are just dying for some playtime, but you haven't been allowing yourself that playtime, this is your permission. Take that break from some work and do something for you that will just be fun and goofy and silly and refreshing. It'll help you so much more than you realize. Number three is to move around. This is part of my daily routine and part of my daily rituals. Even if it's a 10 to 15 minute little release in the middle of my work day, oh my gosh, it can be so transformative and way better than a cup of coffee. Let me tell you, clearing your mind with an afternoon run or just a quick little flow on the mat or whatever it is. Maybe it's dancing around the living room. I know for me, that's a lot of times what it is. The point is, is that that physical exercise that burns calories also helps to reduce and relieve a lot of stress and a lot of the energy that keeps those thoughts swirling around in your head. Another strategy would be to get active and actually using your hands. So repetitive movements can trigger breakthrough ideas as you tap into your unconscious. This is why we often talk about cardio activities in that way, like running and walking and stuff like that, or, or even dancing. Um, but it doesn't have to be so physical either. It could be knitting a scarf or playing the piano or chopping vegetables or anything like that that's just kind of mindless and repetitive. Uh, so if you have anything like that on your to-do list that has been nagging at you, you might want to start with that particular activity Um that is a repetitive mindless task because it may allow you to start triggering a whole new slew of breakthroughs that'll make everything else on that list seem so much easier and cooler and more fun and more rewarding. And then it won't be a matter of stress for you really at all, right? 
So that is one of my favorite little tricks for uh, hacking away at a to-do list when I'm feeling overwhelmed. And finally, I want to encourage you to start challenging yourself to really appreciate nature. This is one of the reasons that I have fallen so deeply in love with painting this past year is because it has given me such a deeper appreciation, not just for nature, but color and just the experience of being a part of nature when I'm in it. It's really incredible how much we take it for granted. And I spend a tremendous amount of time outside on pretty much a daily basis. I say it's for fits, but it's really for me too. You know, nature is a super powerful antidote to cognitive overload. Just spending a few moments enjoying the birds and feeling the breeze and just breathing in that fresh air and looking around you can help to shift everything and put it back into perspective. Now, if you've been pushing yourself to succeed and you've just been pushing harder and harder as your demands grow and as your client list grows, I want to remind you that tiring yourself out and setting yourself up for stress is going to always cause a cognitive decline at the times when you need a cognitive increase the most. Applying all of that pressure onto yourself is one of the worst things that you can do. So you need, here's your prescription, you need to think less. (laughs) If you want to have more profound and more meaningful and more original thoughts, you actually have to think less, okay? So try these techniques that I've shared with you today. Spend some time today turning off that phone, maybe take a nap to get outside, appreciate nature and slow down, move around maybe while you're out there and just meditate on how lucky you are to be a part of this universe and allow your mind to become clear so that your creativity and your productivity can soar. I can't wait to see you tonight for Girls Night in in the Wildly Creative Women Facebook group, 8 o'clock Eastern. I love you for listening. How do you feel, sister? Have you had any shifts? Don't forget, the conversation really continues and heats up inside the Wildly Creative Women Facebook group. And I would love to tackle any questions you have about today's show in there alongside the growing sisterhood of wildly creative women supporting one another and sharing their stories of triumph and tragedy through their creative pursuits. If you have taken anything at all out of today's episode, it would mean the world to me to have you subscribe, like, and share. I love you so much for being here and I'll talk to you soon.